You're listening to the Attract and Stand Out podcast created for ambitious, heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to build real relationships, influence others, and make an impact with everyone they meet. I'm your host, Darlene Holly, and I'm a mom of four, a wife, a storyteller, dream builder, and a personal branding and business coach. On the show, you'll hear real conversations about what it means to run your own business, what success actually looks like, and how you can overcome obstacles that get in your way. We're growing businesses with less hustle and more ease, transforming your mindset, and inspiring you to get moving and to follow your dreams. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey friends, welcome back. Are you ready to create a profitable service-based personal brand and business? Download my brand new workbook and you'll learn my signature six-step process to create a successful business with less hustle and more ease. It's got easy action steps ready to implement into your business immediately so that you can start creating a business that you love. Head over to bit.ly backslash attract and stand out online to download your workbook today. Hi, welcome to my mom's podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Attract and Stand Out podcast. I'm your host, Darlene Holly, and I have my amazing friend, Kat Shepard, with me today. She is a traveler, an entrepreneur, author, business, marketing, and skills trainer. From startup company to multi-million dollar enterprises, she has maneuvered through economic instability and common pitfalls in the business world and shares her experience. She's a dynamic and powerful speaker, which you guys are all about to hear. And she's incorporated that energetic, unique style to engage her audience in in an array of business. Kat's business is called The Ultimate Professional Inc., training and digital marketing, business skills, and computer software. Kat is also an instructor at the University of California Riverside Extension. Both professional and those new to businesses take away something valuable when listening to her speak, and you guys are in for a treat. Welcome to the show, Kat. Hey, thank you guys. Welcome. Welcome to all of you. Nice to meet all of you e-meet you. Right? The (laughs) virtual world where we get to meet everybody through computer screens and through audio podcast. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I am so glad to have you on today because you are just a ball of energy and a wealth of information. And I know that you're going to bring so much value to the show today Um, to get things kind of kicked off and started. I would love for you to tell everybody just a little bit about who Kat is. Where do you live? What do you do? Well, I live in Riverside County and my passion and what I do is training. Everything is, is around training business owners, entrepreneurs, sales professionals, digital marketers on how to gain more revenue for their company by bringing customers to the business. So that's what I do. Training, digital marketing training is my absolute passion. And it's probably because I really like people. I like the energy of the classroom. Some people only want a little bit of people in the classroom. I have been known when we had too many people enrolled even at the college to open up the doors and expand the class from 30 to 60 students just to make sure because they had smaller uh, classes where I am. So I will, I believe in teaching people how to earn more money. And that's usually if they're taking a class from me at the university for career, or if it's a business owner, I love training. I live in Riverside County. Also, uh, of course, I have been married, a funny note about, I have been married for a long time, but I met my husband in the second grade. That can happen, but I wrote him. A I note did not said, know that. Yeah, I wrote him a note in, in second grade. Do you love me? Yes or no? And of course, <laughs> that fool said yes. So now he's stuck with me forever. Oh my gosh, that is like the best romantic story ever. Like I can't even remember who my like second grade crush was, and oh, I'm yeah. probably for sure at least sent one note that was as cute as that one. Like check yes or no. Remember? Oh, it was that? actually check yes or no, and the other girl was like, because the other girl said he he was. Uh, her, her boyfriend. I was like, no, he's mine. And of course, then my note proved it. <laughs> yeah. And you walked around like, look at this. Do you still have that note? I wish. I that wish. would have been yeah. so cool if you guys would have kept it. But obviously yeah. in second grade, it probably got thrown away <laughs> by the team. <laughs> didn't know. Didn't know it was going to be this long. But yeah, it's wonderful. That's amazing. Congratulations on all those years because it's impressive. <laughs> hey, you have to go through the good and the bad, just like in business. You just got to figure out, hey, you, you got to learn each other. You got yeah. to go through, right? But it's good. It's wonderful. He's a good man. Absolutely. And you knew at such a young age, which is 
pretty amazing because you were spot on with your relationship and you've also been spot on on so many other decisions that you've made in your life. And one of those was starting your business. So I would love for you to share with our audience just a little bit about your journey on how you started your business and kind of what some of that looked like as you built it. You know, the journey of starting my business is pretty interesting. First of all, I got some free training from the Los Angeles Urban League. I got to say thank you to that. I took a, uh, a course on computers, computers rather. And um, in the course, I did not like the instructor at all. I She didn't know it because I was smart enough. And I, my mother taught me, right, not to be a, a, a crazy person in class. But I was like, oh, my God, because she kept saying the answers in the book. And I was like, oh, my God, why don't you just tell us that? Tell us we asked you a question. She said, no, look at this book. Look at this book and tell me what you didn't learn and what you found out. And then I'll answer the question. At the end of that course, I learned from her that she taught me how to learn. And I even got her plaque that said it's in the book because <laughs> she just said it all the time. So yeah. she taught me how to learn. That was a free three month class at the Los Angeles Urban League. I also was in the Air Force for 15 years as a reserve. And I did that very young in my life. They taught me how to be an instructor and they taught me how to learn and they taught me just how to grow as an individual. I, um, I, I took classes and um, I worked in the computer industry at a young age, but I never ever got a degree. I never got a degree. And I'll tell you about that when we come full circle. But I would take enough classes where I would learn and I would say, you know what? I was sitting in the class, I said, hmm, if I was teaching this class, I would make this much money. And these people, they're getting substandard you know, training because they're not teaching what's happening right now. I knew how to do what the teacher did much better than a teacher. So I said, hmm, let me figure out how to teach this. So I, I actually wrote, and this is the paper I wish I would have kept. I wrote on a paper how much money I can make. I left that class and within a year I was making about a million, over, over a million dollars wow. uh, in revenue. Because at that time, people didn't understand technology, but I did because I was working in the field. So I started out with mainframes and computer technology. So how did I get to the point where I started teaching classes? Um, I went and bought a computer when I was working. Um, and here's the thing, I went and got a computer, but you know, my husband was like, you, sh- you shouldn't buy that computer. And even though we've known each other my whole life, he says, you shouldn't buy the computer. I was like, but if I'm gonna do this work, I need to have a desktop and desktop computers were very expensive way back then. Oh yeah, I remember. So I bought a desktop computer. Yeah, it was. So I bought the computer without his permission. As a matter of fact, to tell you, I was at the base and when I was in the military, they gave us this card, this credit card at the base. It's called the A-Freeze credit card. As a matter of fact, I almost, I thought I had it on the desktop here. I keep it on my desktop. It's somewhere here. But, um, (laughs) and so I had some money on there to help me buy that computer. And my husband said, no. So I went to the desk, I went on base to buy a computer. And the man said, after I felt that pitch to get the computer, he says, "Um, where's your husband? He has to sign this too. Oh no. (laughs) And so I was like, oh my God. So I went and sat down next to a black man and start talking to him. I signed the paperwork, <laughs> went back to the desk. I went and waved to the guy, hey, how you doing? And I gave him the, the paperwork. <laughs> I, I, love, I love how um, creative you got in that situation. And first of all, I'm just mind blown that that was a thing that we had to deal with, right? That as women, you had to get your husband to co-sign with you or to be on the application. Like that's mind blowing that that's, I mean, obviously this was years back now, but um, hopefully that's older. Yeah. It makes me feel older, but it is the truth. We did have to do that. And so I got the computer and I started training and I started training and I started training. The first contract I got, I wrote the course. I I wrote the curriculum and I delivered a curriculum and it was $6,000. And he said, when can you get another one? We can do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And you gotta love it, right? Because they're like, wait, that's scary. Like that's really expensive. You don't need a computer, don't do it. All the way from like, holy crap, like you can make money at this. And you did make money at this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was way back when too. So it was a lot more. But I kept getting contracts and I kept getting contracts like that. I kept getting training contracts like that. 
And then I had, uh, I, I went on and I, I got an opportunity to do this other contract with AT&T, okay? They weren't called AT&T there, then, but they were PacBell, SBDC. Yeah. So I got a contract with them. Well, I, went upon, I actually wanted to win the contract, but I needed some computers. So I went and I won the contract. I t- taught, but I needed some computers. I had no credit, not enough to go get that many computers, 30 computers. So I had to go beg this guy to give me computers and I got some computers and I delivered the contract. And the thing is, is that, you know, there's going to be obstacles in order to serve that contract that I got, I was making $2,000 a student at that time back then. And so that would be $24,000 for two weeks of work for training 12 people. Wow. So of course the contract you know, grew. And then I had to give a help desk to support the people I trained that went out in the field. It went to 13 states. There was a, at some times we had changed the work for one week because they couldn't have the people in classroom two weeks. So it was one week of training. So I had to condense the course to one week of training. And I had a hundred students a week at a thousand dollars. So it, it, again, but through all of that, I wouldn't have got that contract had I not slept in my car because I couldn't afford to sleep in a hotel when I was out of town to deliver the contract, right? And it was all about, you know, what you're willing to do to sacrifice. There are obstacles that are going to come up. There's obstacles that are going to come up. And I vision obstacles as absolute a brick wall. If somebody tells me I can't do something, I imagine them immediately, they turn into a physical brick wall to me. I see a brick wall. Yeah. So now my goal is, okay, I have to go through this wall, over this wall, around this wall, under this wall. I'm going to blow this wall up, but I'm getting to the other side of my goal, no matter what. And that will allow you to sleep in your car. That will allow you to go to a person and say, I need computers when you have no money. That will allow you to do persevere and study and wake up when your feet hurts. I mean, I was teaching so much when I woke up and put my feet on the ground, my feet hurt. You have to be willing to sacrifice something. Some people are lucky. You don't have to sacrifice. But the pain is just like you're birthing. And some of you may not understand it. So, you know, forgive me if you're a man. <laughs> but birthing a baby. Yeah. It, there's there's pains you carry this thing and so and even if you're a man you understand your goals your dreams your ambitions us as entrepreneurs we can't sleep we wake up thinking about success we wake up thinking about what can i do what can i do right and so you can't give up you know you have to do one step make one more step yeah i think that's one of the things that i admire the most about you cat is the fact that no matter what obstacle gets thrown in your path Like you find a way, like you said, like you find a way to go around it, under it, above it, blow it up. Like you're so, so, so driven Mm -hmm. and you can see the results. You can see that this can happen. And I think so many entrepreneurs, like we struggle. I know I've struggled with mindset before. And it's like, you know, we have that gremlin in the back of our mind. Who's like, no, you can't do it. You're crazy. Like, why would you do that? Um, But you do such a beautiful job of overcoming that. What do you think it is about? you and like how you think about things that helps you so easily overcome those obstacles when they come at you? When I look back, it was that there's a couple of things. When I look back, there's sometimes there's this ignorance in the true meaning of ignorance, not knowing. I was too ignorant to understand I couldn't succeed. You know, I, it was, it was not even an option for me. You know, like, you know, sometimes we tend to look at the things that will stop us from succeeding and it overwhelms our life like we focus on that like let's say that you're going to judge your your current circumstances like if you're in a really bad situation and you're going to judge your certain circumstances based upon what your future possibilities can be there's no way in the world and sometimes you just need to get a clear head And so we cannot, you have to just realize if you're in a really, really bad situation, you cannot judge your current situation on your hopes and dreams of the future. So if you're in a bad situation where stuff is really stinky, 
then don't think that the, that don't think that this is what it is. If this is the stinkiest possibility possibilities, and you're in a bad situation, you cannot judge where you want to go. Well, I can't do it. If you tell yourself you can't do it, nobody can tell you you can. So, and the, so what is it? As I refuse, I'm too. I was too ignorant to believe that I couldn't do it. The other thing is, is that you piss me off. What I can't do it. <laughs> oh, you're gonna tell me I. So now you got to be a little bit pissed off. Oh, oh, yeah. so I can't do it. Yeah. So now that's that's now I'm in fight mode. Now you're the brick wall. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's the one that gets it for me is when someone tells me that I can't do something or if somebody questions or has some doubt in their mind, I'm going to find whatever way I need to do to make sure that I can do it so that I can prove you wrong. <laughs> I just, it just, so. it's just not, it's not even, and maybe I don't want to do something. So, okay. I don't want to do it. But if I have a hope and a dream and a goal yeah. and you have to see it, you know, uh, I've been married to my husband a long time. And, and here's another thing. Um, you got, sometimes you got to realize you have the vision. God, or whoever you believe in, whoever you believe in, if God gave you the vision or if you've been given the vision and, and here's a, here's a problem that, that I had, and I had, I have it on my desktop. Now, if you ever see my desktop, you'll see this statement on there. God gave you the vision It is not your responsibility to try to make somebody understand your vision. So you might have people around you who have no idea about your vision. So you trust them with your vision, but that, that mission wasn't given to them. It was given to you. So now you're trying to sell your hopes and dreams to people who are not connected to that vision. Sometimes even the closest people to you will, should not be allowed in your decision-making possibilities or, or your goal and vision and your, the, the, way, the, um, the things that you wanna achieve because they don't have the vision. So now you're waiting for them to come on board they don't see it because it's not in their sights. Yeah. You're like, hey, don't you see that? And they're like, nope. But it's but it's right there. And they're like, I don't see it. Yeah. But but it's right there. And they're not gonna see it. So the other thing is you can be ignorant. People can make you mad and you can push through your brick wall. The other thing is sometimes you don't need to involve people who are not part of that vision. They don't have the vision. So move forward with your vision and find people who support your vision. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's something that I hear a lot of my clients and even prospects when I'm talking to them, they're like, nobody gets what I'm trying to do because most of my clients are online service-based entrepreneurs. Right. And so their spouses sometimes or their friends or their family are like, what are you doing? Like, that's not a real job. You can't make money doing that. Like you're buying into something crazy. And it's hard to talk to those people because they, they don't believe in your vision. They don't see the vision like you see it. And so that's why it's so important. I feel like as entrepreneurs to like to come together and to have support systems and ways that you can connect, um, have coaches, have masterminds, um, have mentors, whatever that is, but bring people around you so that you can actually connect with people that get what you're doing. And you don't feel alone. You don't feel like you're that crazy person out there who's got this crazy vision and goal that they're going for. Yeah, so. coaches, masterminds, um, like-minded people, being around like-minded people. I love my family. But I was talking to my sister about business one day and I'll never forget this. I was really in the middle of my discussion, like blah, blah, blah. You know how we do as entrepreneurs yeah. and business owners. That new blah, idea. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm gonna do blah, blah, blah. And she started singing. She started singing. She's not song. even listening. <laughs> no, she started singing. And I was like, <laughs> are you singing? And I just had to sit there and I, and she, she was totally checked out. She didn't have the vision. I was talking, I was running, I was barking up an absolute wrong tree. So you really have to be careful who you share your vision with and who you trust your vision with, because I'm going to tell you, but that's because I'm a really family oriented person. I have lost a lot of money bringing people that were close to me that did not belong in my vision. And I had to reevaluate that it's not their fault. It was really my fault. It was really my fault because I trusted the wrong piece person with my mission, my vision, my goals. 
Yeah. And that's a hard thing to learn as an entrepreneur too, right? Like who you allow to come in and support you. And a lot of times we think, oh, I'll ask, you know, a friend or a family member to come in and help do these things because I need immediate support. And then they're not the right person. They're not the right fit for the position. And then things can happen. You know, you can lose money from it. You can have, you know, customer service gone wrong. You can have all of those different things happen. And so, yeah, it can get messy, especially if you bring the wrong people into it. I was just talking with a client the other day and she's not ready to bring support in yet, but she's at the point in her business where she could be ready really soon. Mm -hmm. And so we are having that conversation like, okay, it's time to bring somebody in for like two hours a week, like nothing big. Like she wasn't ready to have like a part-time or even a full-time assistant in the business yet. But I was like, let's get somebody like two hours a week to take one of your small tasks off your plate. Let's get you used to working with them and training them and getting them on board with what your vision is, what your mission is for your business, what your values are, what your voice is like, what your brand is like, so that they, as your business grows, they can start taking on more hours instead of having to hire somebody in the spur of the moment, who's probably not going to be the right fit. And then you don't have the time to train them. Yes. So yeah, it's important to have I, I don't know that I love the saying, but it always reminds me of that saying, like, you have to have the right people in the bus, <laughs> like you have to have the right driver and the right people in the seats. And like every, like the wheels have to do their job. Like everybody has those different pieces to it. And it's no matter whether you have a service-based business or product-based, like yeah. having the right support around you is so important. It is absolutely important. It, it, and, and having the wrong person, I've had clients where I go in and help with sales and marketing and I've had clients who who uh, when I go and I do assessment, I don't just assess the sales and marketing and digital marketing, whatever we're doing, even the in-person marketing. I assess the people who, after I bring the sales and marketing there, are they gonna be able to do it? And the wrong people can kill your business. And I had to tell a couple of my customers, uh, this person, if you want this fixed, this person may have to go. And, and or this person has to go. Sometimes it's not even an option of me. We want to be kind. But if a person is actually killing your business, uh, you can look around to see if they're fixable. But if they're not, they got to go. Yeah. Have to go. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that because I have family members. And if you have to learn that the hard way with family, and it, I, I learned the hard way because I didn't want to. Yeah. I did not want to. But that was what I was supposed to learn. Yep. And those lessons come at us and we can only learn from them. And you also have a story to share with it now mm-hmm. and you can, you know, help support other people in that mm-hmm. same type of predicament. If they're looking at bringing somebody in quick and somebody who they think they can trust, like making sure it's actually the right person for them. And maybe your family member is the right person, mm-hmm. not necessarily mm-hmm. saying that family's not going to be the right fit every time, but also like not just being quick to hire your best friend's cousin's brother because they're your best friend's brother's cousin. They need a job. <laughs> and they need a job and they need a paycheck like yesterday and you want to be nice and loving and caring um and maybe they're the right fit like interview them check them out but they have to go through the process just like everybody else never just bring them in to where they're grandfathered in because you don't know what you're going to get in that situation that's right that's right so i know we've been talking a little bit about support what do you think is one of the key things for business owners to make sure that they have the right support in their business besides like necessarily the hiring piece, but like what types of tools and things do we need to bring and consider? That's a really big year as far as support is concerned. Yeah. You know, um, there are things that you're going to need, like, um, do you have a CPA? There are things you're going to need, like, do you have an attorney? They're going to be things you need, like maybe you have a business and you have people going, but you need to do digital marketing. And so you need to do digital marketing so you say to the, to the secretary who's already has a job and she's doing her job and she been doing for all this time, 40 hours a week. And you say, I want you to do digital marketing too. But did you think about that? You know, you tell her to do, and that's why I always tell my students they come in or my clients come in. It's like, oh yeah, my secretary didn't, didn't do good. And I was like, well, did she already have a job and you told her to do a job and half is probably why she didn't do good. Yeah. You know? so and you don't necessarily give them the resources on top of it. So if somebody's not of that skill set and not somebody who's already naturally good at digital marketing, it's hard to go from like somebody who, you know, does the administrative tasks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and expect them to know how to do a whole entire social media campaign, which exactly. takes a lot of work as we know. <laughs> So training, you know, some people, you need to think about, you know, does a person train? So I, I always 
when I have employees, um, when they turn in their time card, there's a section on there to talk about what they did great. I believe in understanding what people did great. Because sometimes, what, the reason I do this is one time I was evaluated and the person evaluated me, had never talked to me the whole year and evaluated me and then rated me. And I was like, well, how do you know who I am? So every week I would tell him who I was from then on because he didn't know who I was. I give my employees a chance every week to tell me who they are, right? Yeah. And then I also have a section on there to tell them, tell me what were their challenges. So this will help me to develop, you know, what's going on, what's happening, what were your challenges, you know, that gives me an opportunity to help them. So I may look at them like they didn't do this, this and that, but guess what? I don't even know their challenges, right? So I think that's important, right? Um, so resources are, for any business, they may need different resources and different support. And that's what I'm trying to say. If I'm a construction business, I need different resources, different support. Yeah. If I have a, a, a dental, dental office, I need different resources and different support. But I think the way to find out what resources are needed, I think if anytime you can automate a task, you need to think about automating the task. And I think having regular meetings, you can figure out your support. But as a business owner, now if we talk about as a business owner, what type of support do you need? I really believe in masterminds. You mentioned that earlier. I think people should join mastermind groups, like-minded people, and even people with alliance audiences. What does that mean? If I'm a wedding photographer, then I'm looking for a person who makes bridal dresses, a person who makes wedding cakes, a limousine driver. I'm finding all those people to communicate with because we talk to the same audience. And then what I'm going to do is we can share information. We share marketing information. We can actually uh, talk on each other's social media channels. We can have blogs on each other's websites or articles on each other's website. So I think the resource is a mastermind group and an alliance group. A mastermind group is, is where you come together, you meet every so often, and you improve your business process throughout the year, right? Yep. Um, and so then... Um, the other resource I think you need a coach and a mentor, if you want to get to the next level, sometimes you got to get outside of your head. You got to find the right coach, the right mentor, but that's another thing you can do also. Um, I think support, if you're an entrepreneur, the family, the family and the people, family and friends around you. So there's support and then there's non-support. And so you have to really think about who the people are around you. And I talked about this a little bit already, but you have to make sure that if you have the vision that you surround yourself with the people who are supporting your vision. And again, realize everybody, doesn't have, everybody does not have to support your vision and nor do you have to communicate. Again, you gotta think about who you're communicating your vision with. It's really hard when it's somebody really, really close to you, but that's just where it is. Yeah, it made me think too of like support with boundaries, like being clear on your boundaries for yourself as well so that you can set those expectations, especially at home, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, so many of us are working from home now and we're, you know, I'm homeschooling kids while I'm working my business and still making sure my house is taken care of and all those different things. And then it also made me think too, like sometimes we forget we can ask for support in other areas besides our business. Um, I don't have this right now, but there's been times where I'd have like a cleaning service come in just to help keep the house up so that I don't have to focus on that when I'm know before in the in the olden days when I used to take my kids to school and to sporting events and all of those things where you know now we don't have anybody in the house but or um I know some people have like you know meal prep services to help them make sure they eat healthy because they don't have as much time so get creative too sometimes on what that support can look like for you because it doesn't always have to be support in your business it can be support in your life I, you know, when I was, when I had kids at home, when I, I'm sorry, my dog, he wants to bark in between. Yeah, he wants them. to be on the show too. What's he wants to be on the show. His name is Barry. He wants to be on the show, evidently. Um, uh, Thursday, trash day. He always wants to trash people. But anyway, um, you know, and I was going to say, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. We were talking about boundaries and like the support piece to that. Yeah. You know, you have to, I, I, God, I did, I did lose my thought. I am so sorry. Totally <laughs> so fine. Sorry. Yeah. So I got it now. I was going to tell you when I was younger, and I do want to share this point. When I was younger, um, you know, when I grew up, we heard this commercial, I can bring home the bacon, I can fry it up a pan and never let, let you forget you're a man. That was a commercial. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was a commercial. So you felt like you had to be. And I was actually called Superwoman. Okay. I remember one of my male friends I grew up in with church with, he would say, You think you're Superwoman, <laughs> right? Just 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 because, you know, because I'm trying to do things, right? You can because you could handle your stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. So it was like a slam, like you think you're superwoman. I was like, Yeah, I am superwoman, right? Yeah, all right. But the thing is, sometimes you need to ask for help. And that's what you're saying, Darlene. Sometimes you need to ask for help. So I didn't know that I should have hired a, 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 a somebody who needed a job and I could give them money so that I can have my house cleaned. Yeah. Because I really would rather work. And that hour and a half or two hours a day that I had to focus on that, I could be making a whole lot of money and, and building this dream and building this corporation, right? Yep. But I was, I was like, but when I did get one, oh my God, I was like, what, why, why didn't I do this a long time ago? Yeah. It was ridiculous how much money I had, but I did not have the support I needed. So you got to think about the things that are overwhelming. Like you said, the two hours, these tasks that are overwhelming and figure out if you can hand those tasks off, whatever they are. Everybody's going to have their own set of tasks that they can hand out. But cleaning, and I remember too, the gardening. I was being asked to do gardens. Like, I can't garden. I'm, I'm tired. I have hundreds of employees, 13 states is contract. I, I just, I love gardening, but I couldn't do it. So yeah. I can hire somebody to do these tasks so that I can focus on tasks that are money-making tasks and dream building yeah. tasks and, and business building tasks. So when you think about it, again, some of these things you need to offload. So support means offloading tasks to competent people. Competent people is a key word. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, even if you want to like take care of your health, like you're going to get support, whether it's by going to the gym or it's hiring a personal trainer for yourself. Or for me, since COVID's hit, it's been using the Peloton app, like being able to know that other people can see that I'm working out. Like I need that little piece of accountability sometime. And I think that no matter whether, no matter what type of support you're looking for, like finding ways that you can get creative to get that support for you so that you can show up as your best self. And you're the expert in what you do. I'm, I'm not an expert house cleaner. Like that's not what I'm like amazing at. So I don't have to show up and do it all the time. Do I do it? Yeah, absolutely. Do I love doing it? Eh, sometimes if I'm in the right mood, but for the most part, I don't want to. And if somebody else is skilled at that area and they want to come in and do it, heck yeah. Like I, I'm game for it. <laughs> you know, there's people, that's their business. That's the, you know, I see, yeah. I saw this lady on TikTok because I'm a social media, of course, that's why I watch TikTok. But anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you just like all the funny videos and all the crazy dances. I need, that it. Got going. <laughs> I need some laughter in my life. I, that, it's my, it's my, it's my, my, my stupid moment. I just had to go do it. Plus, hey, it's, I'm in the social media field, so I got an excuse, mm-hmm. right? It's market research. <laughs> it is. It's market research. I can you know, teach my students and my customers, but I can tell you what, um, there's a lady who cleans on there and her business is blowing up, but that's what she does. And she teaches all these techniques and she shows how to fold your towels and, and how to clean the toilet and all these different, but you know what? She's making money. Yeah. She's making money. She has followers. She's, you know, she's great at what she does, but that's her passion. That's her wheelhouse. And yes. thank God that she does that, but she's great at what she does. Great yeah. at it. And we all have a different passion, a different skill set, a different thing that we love to do. And yeah. we get to all do that because we're, we're all skilled in some different way. And we all have visions around what we want to do, right? Like when we start businesses, we're not, you don't want to start a business in something that you hate doing. Like I would never go out and start a business cleaning homes. Cause that's not something that I love doing, but mm-hmm. people that do love to do that they mm-hmm. go out there and do that and they can make a great living. I love coaching business owners. I love getting in there and looking at the marketing and the branding and you know their sales skills and digging deep into what's going on and helping them solve those problems. So that's my passion. So that's yes. what I need to be doing. But yes. that doesn't mean that the house cleaner should be doing it, right? <laughs> no, no, there's people who there's people who do different jobs and thank God for them. Yeah. And I can tell you, I, I, my thing is I always tell the customers, I want to see you make money, whether it's on your resume or whether it's more customers coming to your business. I want to show you how to do. I love the teaching part of it. I love seeing someone go from here to here, 
with whatever their marketing, digital marketing goals are. That's my wheelhouse. That's where I am. That's my passion, right? So when you find people, you, you, those of you who are out there and you find something that is in your, that is your passion, they say you never work a day in your life. So, you know, I've, I've team teach with you yeah. and it's late at night and we know we should be probably doing something else, but we'll teach. Then afterwards, we have been talked for an hour and a half after we teach late night because it's <laughs> we're we're doing what we love. Yeah, that's the best thing about it. When you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. You're just having fun doing what you love. Yeah, exactly. And it's so true. Like I can, I I I have to make myself not work. Like mm-hmm. I give myself certain hours that I work my business, and if I'm honest, like there's times where I'm like, I want to sneak back in the office because that's something new, some new idea or something sparks an interest. And I'm like, oh, I should go write that down. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, this is like family time, darling. Like, make sure that you're, you know, showing up good in both spaces, (laughs) not just one. But yeah, it's so fun when you- I have fallen asleep at my computer and I go, but I'm like this- (laughs) and I wake up like really you fell asleep at your computer it's four o'clock and I'm like this but I gotta finish that thing then like this I'm falling asleep with my head just boom and finally I fall asleep and I wake up I'm like oh my god you're actually asleep with this computer that's so funny I have never I have never done that one so (laughs) I've gotten so sleepy that I've had to been like I'm done and like walked out but yeah I can only imagine (laughs) wake up and start again yeah how focused you had to been that night to be like, and I'm sleeping. And I do it. I do it sometimes a lot. And that's the bad part about when I, if I get a thing, I will wake up. That's the thing about passion when you're doing what you love. I will wake up, but let me try this. I really want to figure out how, oh, I, I got it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, let me try this. Um, when you figure out the, I'm a process person. When I can look at something, I can see it. Uh, Joy, you know, Joy, because I do the volunteer work at SCORE. Joy is like, you figure that out. Boom. If it's a, if it's a hurdle, I need to figure it out. And then I can rest. Then I can say, yes. Yeah. You're like, now I can, now I can rest because I got it. I nailed it. <laughs> I know it's a pretty bad thing, but I, it's a passion. So it's not even bad. That's the bad part about I think I lost your audio. <laughs> Kat, your audio left us. Oh, now you're back, I think. But yeah, um, before we start to wrap things up, I would love just to have you tell us what's your definition of success? Well, what success means to me is um, happiness. Success means happiness to me. I think if we talk about family success, the first thing that comes to my mind is my grandbabies, Um, that's the first thing that came to my mind when you say success. If I'm having a bad day, I can look at those pictures of those grandbabies and I am fueled. So success means happiness and happiness means to me family. But there are different levels of success. We have different parts of our life. Business success means to me being able to engage with people and changing their lives. The outcome of my customers is absolutely my success. I absolutely cannot sleep if I don't feel like I did a good job. Like I need to do a good job. So I'm constantly checking, you know, where that is. Everybody has their own comfort zone. And success means money to some people, you know, success means not having to worry about, um, cause I grew up poor. Success means not having to worry about what I'm going to eat. And I think that's why I, I drill my success in. I want to make people, I want to make people more successful. So success means being able to eat, and not have to worry about where you're gonna sleep and not have to worry about where you're gonna live. Uh, I have low success standards now. It's not what it used to be uh, as as far as what many other people think. But me, family, a paid off house, paid off car, residual income, that's success for me. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. And it was like, when I started my business, one of the defining moments for like figuring out what success was for me was tucking my kids in bed at night, Mm -hmm. like something so simple. Like that was my, it was like my why. And it was also the success piece. Like I knew I was successful when I could make enough money to work my own hours Mm -hmm. and still be home and tuck my kids in bed at night because working retail management, I didn't get to do that 
like I was working crazy hours and my schedule changed all the time. And it was, I was gone for 60 plus hours a week at work. And I missed that. Like that was the piece that was like, I can't keep doing this. I have got to be able to figure out a way to provide for my family and be home more. And that's what control, but now you have control. And the thing is you can control your own thing. You need to find your goals and then work from that. But when you are, and it's not the wrong employment is very respectful. Employment is respectful. Oh, absolutely. You do have the option to choose what you do. And a lot of people don't do that. They do where the wind, the wind blow, I'm going to go here the wind blow. No, we can control where we are. And it does mean we have to make some sacrifice sometime. But again, if something's wrong now, it doesn't need to be the same thing every year. We have to take a pause and say, okay, what do I want to do? So you must have done that. You must have stopped and said, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yep. No, there definitely was a lot of those moments. And it took me a while (laughs) to finally create the plan. But I knew like, there's no way that I can keep going like this. So yeah, I love that we can all find success in different ways mm-hmm. and find like what it is for each of us. Yes. Um, I have one more question for you before we kind of wrap things up. Um, I'm super curious if you were to talk to you, like Kat who started our business however many years ago now, like in the early days, mm-hmm. what is one thing that you wish you would have known then that you for sure have nailed now? <laughs> Oh, the one thing, huh? Yeah, I just one thing, just one, just one thing. I mean, you can share a couple if they, if a couple come to mind, but one I'm- thing is to, I know, I knew how to do my business. I knew my business. I know the technology. I knew the, but I didn't understand business, you know, how to file taxes, all the other stuff that supports the business, you know, to, to get a lawyer, to get a, an accountant, to do things like that. I wish I would have got a business mentor. Um, you know, that's what I wish I had did because I didn't know all that stuff. I was really good at what I did. I still am, you know, yeah. toot my own horn. I am. But you, sometimes you need to get that support you talked about earlier. And that's the yeah. first thing that comes to mind, get the support. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we all need to find what that is for us and make sure that we go out there and, and ask for it. Like you have to be vocal about it. You have to find the right people, the right connections, the right support tools. So I it was a, it was something that that cost me a lot of money because I didn't do it. Mm. So it's really important to get the right type of support and the right type of business advice. As a matter of fact, I was making so much money. I didn't want nobody to know. I didn't want an accountant to know. I didn't want a lawyer. I mean, I purposely did not want people to know. And, and I, and I kind of pay, I had to pay a price for that. So it is really important to understand that you can know what you're doing, but if you don't understand the other parts of the business, it could cost you a lot. So I think in that case, get the right help, get the right help as far as that, that is concerned. Absolutely. Find out what you need support around and then go out there and ask other people. Who do you know that helps with this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you you don't know what you don't know. So the thing is, is if if you're starting a business, you may know your craft. You may know how to do hair. You may know how to lay concrete. You may know how to build a house, but you got to understand the business uh, part of business. And and, and some of those things you don't learn in school. Some Mm -hmm. of those things you learn because you get a business mentor. Somebody who can tell you these are the things or go, go to take those bits. Now, some of those things you can go four years in school, four, four years school. You're not going to learn. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So those things you have to learn in the city, in the chamber of commerce, those classes that they have there score, you know, score things like that. Yeah, no, definitely. Or mentors, things like that. Yeah. Well, this has been so much fun, Kat, chatting with you. I love chatting with you just in general, but to have well, you on the you show has been so me. much fun. Um, before we wrap up officially though, um, everybody knows I asked five questions at the end, or I think it's four. I always say, I always say it's five questions. It's actually only four. I don't know. Maybe I need to invent a fifth question. Cause every time I'm like, I have five questions and I'm like, wait, I only have four. Okay. Um, but kind of rapid fire questions for you. Do you have a morning routine? And if so, what is it? Yes. I have a morning routine. It is journaling and planning. Okay. It is, it is what makes me meet my goals or not. So yeah. journaling and planning the night before and the, and so, cause I, I got to wake up knowing what I'm doing. And then the morning I got to kind of look at where I am and, and kind of look at those challenges and things like that, or what I'm supposed to do. That is so important. Yeah, I completely agree. I do that 
every Friday I map out the whole entire next week. And then at the end of each day, I'm like, did I accomplish what I was supposed to do today? And if not, I'm moving it right on over to the next day. (laughs) Yeah, I got a big old journal book right in front of me. Yep. And who has been the biggest influence in your life? If you could name one person who's like completely gotten you to where you are today, either from what they've said or their teachings. My mom, Hmm. my mom, I didn't realize it. Um, I realized at one time when she was teaching, she, you know, she's a minister and, um, and um, she was teaching this class. This this was five years ago. So I'm 56. Right. So my, my mom is older than me, of course. So she was teaching and of course, right. And she Your was math teaching. is on point cat. <laughs> I told you I was smart. <laughs> I love it. I told you. Yeah, but she was teaching a Sunday school class and she started teaching. She started teaching. And sitting in that room, I was like, oh my God, that's why I teach. I didn't realize it. And we were young, we're younger, we're really young, like four years, five years old. She used to tell us these stories. Storytelling is a big part of teaching. And so she tells these magnificent stories. And so that's why I became a, it it all came to me while I'm an instructor. And then when I was in high school, she used to paint Christmas window murals. So I I looked at her painting these crystal mirror windows and I was in, I was my, you know, first year. I didn't finish, but I did go to college off and on. I always would go and and leave, go and leave for my whole life. I always take this. So she did these windows. And so I took her book and I sold it to chains of Charles Jr. to paint the Christmas window paint. So if you ever drive past that you see Christmas windows on a building, I sold that. She had a, 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 a swap meet dress shop. I learned from my mom. And so she had a little entrepreneurial spirit in her. I picked up on that, helped her with it as much as I could by selling her stuff. And I learned from her, my mom, the sacrifice she made, I cannot be grateful enough just having me, first of all, and then her. She is my biggest influence. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I love when it's somebody who's so close to us mm-hmm. um, because we, we learn so much from the people that are around us. Oh yeah. And my mama was my special person too. So I can mm-hmm. totally relate. Oh yes. Oh, yeah. I, I'm grateful. It's a big sacrifice to have a kid. It's a personal sacrifice oh, yeah. to stop your life and have a kid. It doesn't stop at, at after you have them. You know, you, you worry about them. You love them. Her personal sacrifice to have me and to care for me, I am very grateful. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that with us. Mm-hmm. And what's your happy spot? Like when you need to reset or recharge, beach. where do you go? What do you do? The beach. The beach, yes. The beach. As soon as I see the beach, I am like, when I see the beach, I gasp. I, I, it's an audible gasp. I love just, I can just go. We went to LA to visit um, my husband's mom. And so she lives right near LAX, which is right near the beach, LA beach. And so went there and just, we couldn't get in because it was too many cars to this little place I wanted to go. We sat in the left-hand lane because I had went and got some barbecue. We sat, this happened a couple of weeks, sat in the, in the left-hand lane with our truck. And I said, babe, it doesn't matter. Just park this car in this left-hand lane because they were waiting for it to get in. We never got in. We ate in the street right by the beach and just sat there. Yeah. It was the best ever. You made, your, you made your own little beach bistro. <laughs> I love it. I love the beach. I've heard of a lot of people having to do that, since, especially since the pandemic and everything. People would get food and then they would go park somewhere where they could see the view that they wanted to go enjoy. And that's what you have to do right now. You have to be creative and find new ways to do what you love. Woody's Barbecue, LAX. The donut you see on the big old commercials, LAX, got us donut. <laughs> don't, don't, don't judge me. I, I ate donuts and barbecue and I was happy. You don't ever know with COVID, I might not be here a couple of years, so I'm going to eat them donuts. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. it. Yeah, you're right, though. Like, you, life is short. And if you want to eat the barbecue and you want to eat the donuts while you're looking at the beach, then you have every permission from anybody in the whole world to do that right now. (laughs) I have to do it again this weekend. And I swear I had a great time. Woody's barbecue right in Inglewood and the donuts right in Inglewood. Sure did. I have never been there, but maybe I will add that to my bucket list. (laughs) And the last question I have for you, and it's kind of a weird question to ask right now because you can't actually do it, but if I could give you a ticket and you could travel anywhere in the world, Jamaica, Jamaica, because Jamaica, Jamaica, because I love the music. 
it's the beach all around it, the hot weather, the food, mm. uh, the music, the, I could dance all night. The last time I was in Jamaica, I was there, me and my girlfriend were laying in the pool at one of the resorts. It was raining the first day we got there. I have that picture. It is one of my best moments because guess what? We're laying out there in the rain and it was the best day ever, even though it was raining. It was yeah. hot green, it was warm. It was just, we, it rained for hours and we sat there in the pool for hours. With no care in the world. Yeah, I got a tan, like nobody's business. I had a <laughs> ball. I love the beach and Jamaica is the best place. Yes. yes. If you gave me a ticket, I'd be in Jamaica. Well, I will buy you a ticket and I will grant me one as well. And we will go to Jamaica. <laughs> Girl, we would have too much fun. <laughs> when this is over, we have to take the diamonds to, we have, we're a group of, part. we call ourselves the diamond trainers and she is it too. We got it. We have to go. Yeah, to it would be super fun. Absolutely. Kat, it's been so much fun having you on in the show. Thank, Thank you for you. taking time out of your crazy busy day to join Thank me. Thank you for having me. Thank um, you People want to connect with you. They're going to want to come find you. Where do they go? Do you have a website, a social media place that you like to hang out? My website is theultimateprofessional.com. That is the name of my website, theultimateprofessional.com. And um, that's where they can reach me there. Awesome. And I know you Bye. have... Go ahead. You have a free gift as well for everybody that listens today. Yes, I have a special website with a special course. And if they go to spyonthecompetition.com, that is a special course that they can get for free. I'll be offering that course in January. So there'll be a place where they can actually register for that class. But it's how to spy on your competition so that you can learn from them and improve your marketing, digital marketing pro, uh, program. So Amazing. spy on the competition is a pretty interesting uh course somebody's probably spying you might as well be the one doing it and it's legal legal espionage (laughs) yeah and you guys definitely want to come join this class i've heard kat teach um at least some of the framework that she'll be teaching for the spy Mm -hmm. on the competition and i'll have the link below um so definitely sign up and enjoy her training because she is a fireball and i just love you you thank you so much thank you All right. All right, everybody. That's a wrap for the Attract and Stand Out show. I will see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you love the show, leave a review and subscribe on whichever platform you're listening on. It would mean the world to me. As a special thank you, I want to offer you a free gift, my Uncover Your Niche workbook and video training that helps you become unforgettable to your audience. You can sign up at darlingholly.com. I look forward to seeing you all next week. In the meantime, have an amazing week and we will talk soon.